We are actually starting a new series today. It's a big day here at Open Life. We're going to be doing baptisms at the end of our service, so we're really pumped and excited for that. But our new series we're starting, it's called Life Verses. And so what this series is all about, it's connecting Scripture to our lives. We realize that all of us maybe um, have different understandings of Scripture. We might be well-versed in it, or you may have never opened up your Bible before. We want, over the course of this summer, during our summer series, to really encourage and challenge you and to really invest into you guys to like jump into scripture over the course of the summer because we want to connect these books, chapters, and verses that we read on a constant basis and connect them to the way that we live our lives. And so that's what this idea of life verses is all about. And so just to tell you a little bit about my story growing up, I grew up in church. My parents uh, brought me up in church. We went to church every Sunday. Growing up in Portland, I went to a church called Portland Christian Center. And so it was a great like church. They had awesome kids ministry. You know, we have kids life here, but we called it Sunday school and children's church. Pretty simple growing up. And so every Sunday, my parents would go to the main service, and then me and my sisters would go to Sunday school and then children's church. And so we had, uh, I just remember like going through all the different stories of the Bible. And, and when you think about this, when you're thinking about like raising children up, and when you're thinking about raising youth up, the youth are going to camp this week. Psalm 119.9 is a great verse that kind of talks about scripture and like when we're talking about being young and walking in that. It says, how can a young person stay pure? By obeying your word. So it's a simple thing. And really the whole chapter of Psalm 119 is a, is a book that's all, or a chapter that's all about talking about God's word and what it means for our lives and what it means for the author of that psalm, what he looked at the, the word of God as and how he wanted to express that to God. But so jumping back, I was in children's church and so we learned about all these stories. You got Adam and Eve at the very beginning. You jump to Moses and you, you remember these stories as a kid about the seas parting. And so you remember these awe-inspiring moments through scripture. Then you, of course, you have David and Goliath. You know, who doesn't want to be a giant killer when you're a small little child and you're being beat up at school? And maybe that wasn't you, but it was like me, you you know, like you just want, you think that you, you trust that God is going to give you power in those moments. And so you relate to David and Goliath. And then of course you jump into the New Testament and you're reading about Jesus and all the miracles he's doing about walking on water, healing people, about his death and resurrections. You jump a little later on into the New Testament and you read about Paul and Silas sitting in prison because they were preaching Jesus. And then all of a sudden they just start worshiping, praying and praising and the doors open. And so you, as a kid, you just remember all these stories and you just they're like all these like cool things and one of the things I had as a kid was a picture Bible like it was not no words it was just mostly pictures it was still very thick and like awesome and so you you go through it and so I can vividly remember just these little pictures. When I think of certain stories, I think of those pictures because as a kid in church, we were just reading those and going through those together. Me and my family were going through that together. And so I remember the time, though, when I was <clears throat> growing up a little bit older, I had to start moving from the picture Bible to the normal, typical Bible that you have right here with all the, all the words in it and all the numbers and, and things like that. And so I remember the first time I, like, the teacher would tell us to go to this, like, let's use John 3.16 as an example. They'd say, go to John 3.16. 
And so I was like, what do you mean? Like, who is John 3.16? I was like, what, like, what are you talking about? And so then I'm like, oh, you're talking about the Jesus part of Scripture. And so as a kid, like that little transition from a picture Bible into a word Bible is, is interesting. And so I remember actually having to go. And so if, you've, if you're not versed in, like, opening up your Bible, you can go to the beginning, like, my Bible has cheat sheets where it has um, different preparations in the paper, so I can quickly find where in the book it needs to go. But, you know, a really good thing, a table of contents. So if you've never been able to, like, think Thessalonians, where would you find that in the Bible? Go to the table of contents and just find it. And so I remember as a kid, then you're like, well, what are these numbers? What is... 316. And so then I finally realized, oh, the first number is the big number in the Bible. And then the smaller number is where you find the little, the smaller verses. And so as a kid, you would have thought I was like a rocket scientist when I figured out that, oh, you can actually find these passages throughout the Bible. It's not just all these stories that are coming from pictures. These are actually words, and there's a systematic way for you to look these words up with these big numbers and these little numbers. And so that's just your, you know, newsflash if you've never picked up a paper Bible. But the thing is, what I love now is that we now have, like, electronic Bibles. Makes it so much easier, especially as kids. If you download the Bible app, there's a Bible app for kids. Lots of pictures. If you are just getting into reading the Bible, download the Bible app, and there's no longer a table of contents. There's just a button at the top, and then you get a whole list of the verses, and then you just click on the chapter and then the exact verse that you want to read. And so what I love about it now is like you can actually take verses like Psalm 119, still in that same chapter at 105, and it says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. And so now that we all have um, the Bibles on our phones, we can easily say that's true because we can just turn on our flashlight and we can literally say, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path, you know, because we're just like, you know, trying to be cheesy and stuff like that. And so, like, that's the cool thing, though. Like, as a, we think it's funny, but the cool thing is, is that that's what Scripture is. It's like when we're in times of darkness in our lives, or maybe think of it as being in the fog of life, is that we can turn to Scripture, and this is what the whole point of this series is about, life verses, is that we would look to Scripture in these times in our lives where it might be foggy, where we might feel like we're in the dark, and that scripture can help guide our path, can light our steps as we walk forward because of the way that God speaks to us through it. And so if you're still struggling on what a definition of a life verse is, a life verse is a passage or a number of passages that is connected with your life over and over again throughout your life. And so just to be clear, life's, what we're talking about, life verses, this is just an exercise an exercise, just a fun thing that we're wanting to do together. This isn't like a discipline, a spiritual discipline. The spiritual discipline is just getting into your word and reading it. But this is just an exercise to help us think deeper and think differently about scripture and how it has affected our life in a tangible way. And so just to kind of go over some goals, we're going to be going through this series for about the next eight to 10 weeks. And so the goals for this series is for that each of us, that number one, that we would make reading our Bibles a priority for us each and every day. 
So for you, that might mean five minutes. For some, that might be just opening up your Bible app and reading the verse of the day. For some of you, it might be jumping in and you want to challenge yourself and you're going to read a number of chapters or you're going to set a goal to read a number of books over the summer. But the first thing is we want to make sure that reading scripture is a daily practice. The second goal for this series is that we would find a life verse. And so we're going to talk a little bit about different ways and aspects of doing that, but that we would find a passage of scripture or maybe a favorite verse that you have that you would connect with to your life. And so we asked last week for people to fill out a simple form. You can find that on the Next Steps page. But when you think you found it, we would love to hear what it is because we just want to share the way that Scripture is connecting with each other in our lives. And so if you would do that, you can go to the Next Steps page. It's like the second icon on there, and you can click that in just a simple form that asks you what the verse is, uh, how it connects with you, and just your name. So it's a very simple form, but we'd love to hear how you're interacting with Scripture. And so then the third thing is that we would encourage and want to challenge you, and this might be out of a comfort zone for some of you, but to take time to memorize your life verse. And so maybe you had like a huge chapter. You can just pick like the key verse in that or the key verses. But like for me, my like life verse is Psalm 41 through 3. And so I put on cues. I didn't write it all the way out, but it's basically I waited patiently for the Lord to help me and he turned to me and heard me, heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and mire and set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He gave me a new song to sing in my heart and a hymn of praise to our God, and many will see what he has done and be amazed. And so I know I didn't say that word for word, but the fact is I was able to relate to it. And so the reason, why would we ask you to memorize this over the course of the summer? Well, the thing is, when, you're, when you have to go to your phone to say, you know what, I think I read something about that today. That's a great resource. And you should do that. Whenever you think of scripture, jump into your phone and read it. Or maybe jump to your bookshelf, your coffee table, wherever you keep your Bible and open it up and try and remember that. But when we, re when we memorize scripture, then we have it on quick recall to say, you know what? This is a situation where I need to trust God. And so there's so many times where in my life, when things are going crazy, I can even just say the first two words of that, or three words of that, of, the, of my life verse, and it's, I waited patiently. And so that just sets something in my heart that says, you know what, I'm going to wait on God to help me through this situation. And so we have some thoughts and big, a big idea and some thoughts to really jump through this. And I'm going to just tear through today's points because we want to really get to the baptism today and kind of celebrate with those that have decided to be baptized. But our big idea for today to kind of introduce this life verse, life verses series is that the big idea is that scripture connects with our lives. I've said it multiple times already, but the truth is authors when they're choosing to write a book, maybe for the first time, you, the end hope is that the book that you write or the piece that you come up with is going to connect with the people that read it. If you're writing a piece and you're, even when you're posting things online, maybe you come up with something that you really want to share. The idea is that you want it to strike a chord with the people that are going to be listening to it, that are going to be reading to it. And what I love about scripture is that it connects with our lives. It strikes a chord when you choose to read it in a humble manner, in a way that would say, God, speak to me through this. And so how does scripture connect with our lives? 
thought one today is that Scripture helps us on a daily basis. Scripture helps us daily. And so this is the main goal of what we're wanting to do this summer. Read the Bible daily. And so like I said, if you haven't downloaded the Bible app and you've never opened up a Bible, download that. There's also a a Bible app called Read Scripture. It's a great one. It has informative videos that will introduce each and every chapter, each and every book of the Bible and help you understand it in a deeper way. And then don't get caught up on if you're reading a different version. We use the NLT here because we feel like it's a good way to communicate the Bible. But maybe you at home want to read the NIV or the ESV or the message. Whatever version that is best for you that you really gain wisdom and benefit from, I encourage you to read that one because the point is to be in Scripture. And so what do we do? What do we say when you're opening Scripture? We've said it before multiple times, but a philosophy of reading the Bible is to take an acronym called SOAP. And so it's a very simple acronym. It basically just spells out Scripture, observation, application, and prayer. And so it's, I think it's on the screen. But basically, when you're gathering Scripture, when you're reading it, you want to ask yourself, what am I reading today? What am I actually learning And so then you jump into the observation. What are the things that are jumping out to me? What are the things that I'm observing in this passage that I'm reading? And so then you want to jump to applications. Okay, God, how can I change what I've read to become different in the way that I'll live my life? How am I going to apply it to the way that I'm living? And so then finally you jump into prayer. And basically you're just saying, God, Let what I've just read connect with my life and let me live differently. And so if you're struggling, you know, I don't know how to read. I don't know how to like really apply these things. Jump into this process and use this SOAP method and it'll help you just give you an outline for how you should read the Bible. And so then when you're jumping into prayer, maybe you're like, well, I don't know how to pray. We've talked about prayer a lot these last few months. And so again, prayer, pray, it's praise, repent, ask and yield. And so you're, when you're praising God, you're starting out your prayer time, you're saying, God, thank you for all you do. You jump to the repent side and you say, God, I confess to you things that maybe I've done in the last day or the last week. God, I know I haven't been honoring you with the way that I've lived my life in this way. I confess those things to you. And then you ask God, God, I have some things going in my life that really need your help. Can you work with me on these things? And then finally, we just yield to God. We say, God, let it be so. Do what you would do in my life through this. And so this method of intertwining scripture and prayer is really important. And I just want to encourage you to jump into that if you've never jumped into it today. And so really tomorrow, how are you going to do it? Because the thing that happens is I guarantee you these moments will happen is that the more and more you're in scripture, the more and more you will see ways and things happening in your life that connect directly to what you just read. And if you only do it once a week, then you're basically just by math alone, you're limiting the amount of times that scripture is going to be able to interact with you on these levels. And so then thought two, scripture helps us daily, but thought two, scripture helps us in seasons. And so I was just speaking to someone this week and talking about this life versus idea. And they're like, well, I don't know if I can really think of a life verse that really connects with my life in an overarching way. That there's Jesus one verse. And so then I asked, well, how about this? Have you ever gone through a season where a verse just completely jumped out to you and really helped you through a moment? Because that can be something that is even more tangible when you're talking about life verses and you're talking about different, different ways that scripture speaks to 
us. And so when we're talking about scripture helps us in seasons, a great verse that talks about this is Psalm 46, 1 through 3. And it says this, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the water surge. And so I pray that when I'm in those moments of feeling like I'm in an earthquake or if I'm in a moment where life is tumultuous, that I would just be able to remember that God is my refuge and strength. And the way that I most often am finding that out is by jumping into scripture and letting God speak to me with what's going on. You know, we're on a missions trip kind of emphasis over the next few weeks. The Dominican Republic team is going to be leaving not tomorrow, but a week from tomorrow. And so we're in this like mad rush to get everything prepped and ready for the trip, making sure everything is going to go smoothly here, but then also making sure we have all the details and stuff. And so we've had a couple of planning meetings to gather together. And recently we've just really began to talk about the different things going on in each of our lives of those that are on the trip. And so when you think about these things, we have financial issues that have been popping up. You know, we're trying to pay for this trip, but then we also have all these other things that are going on. There's people with health issues that have just arose as we've been gathering to do this. My car just yesterday died. I got the phone call and my car just basically, you know, basically said, we're not going to do anything. You shouldn't either. There's too many miles on it. So we're just going to let it die. And so I was like, awesome. And so, you know, you think about these things that keep popping up. There's friends and family situations amongst our team. There's John's going to summer camp this week, and then he's going to come back for two days and then head to the Dominican Republic. It's a crazy time. But we all last night just resolved ourselves to say we're trusting in God because he has a plan for us. And the reason we're able to do that is because we've chosen to root ourselves in scripture and live by the fact that scripture connects to our lives. And we're choosing to trust God that he is our refuge and our strength in a time of trial. Even when the trial is a good thing, even when we're getting ready to go do some awesome work in the Dominican Republic, we still have to understand that God is our refuge. So whatever season you're in, whether you are an adult or a student, whether you're in marriage or you're single, if you are in parenthood and you're trying to learn how to raise your kids the right way, or you're getting ready to go to school, you just think about the seasons and the cycles that are just natural about our year, every four years, or think about 18 years of the life of a child before they head off and you know do their own thing. It's like these are different seasons where we need to trust in scripture and know that there are ways that God wants to speak to us to help us through these seasons in our life. And so thought three today is that scripture helps us ultimately build our life in Jesus. And this is the most important thing. The whole reason we want to jump into scripture is because scripture is constantly revealing who Jesus is. And so whenever you open up the Bible, when you're, when you're going through that soap thing, one of the observations or questions you should ask yourself is just say, God, how did what I read today show me who Jesus is in a better way? And so, of course, when you're reading through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's going to be super easy to find where Jesus is in that. 
But you begin to jump into other parts of Scripture and you begin to pray that prayer and ask God, how are you revealing who Jesus is in these moments? And it takes wisdom. It takes revealing. And so that's the encouragement I want to give to you is that ultimately we want to understand who Jesus truly is. Mark 8, 34 through 39 is the story where Jesus calls a crowd to join his disciples. And he says this, he says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world, but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And so who, who is going to have that as our life verse? It's like we, we, that's a challenging verse that Jesus is basically expressing and he's teaching about what it means to follow him. And so we all, I mean, my verse is talking about helping me in a time of trial. We all want those verses and we all want those life verses that are going to help us and give us promises and really encourage us, that show us what true life is, that give us peace in our moments. And that's great and that's good. And so don't get lost in the fact that when we're finding these verses and you want to take a promise out of it, that there's a whole lot of other scripture that we also have to be rooted in and just committed to, to be able to find out what is really happening in Scripture. Opening up Scripture and being in your Bibles on a daily basis is one of the most beneficial things you can do, but it's not easy. And so what I want to encourage you to do is just constantly open up your Scripture and just ask God to reveal what He wants you to understand about who Jesus truly is. Because in our culture, and our society, with things that are going on, we can begin to hear different things about who Jesus is. And we begin to think like, well, you know, it just gets commingled and it gets combined with other things. And like, well, I thought Jesus was about this. And then you hear from another person, well, I thought Jesus was about this. And so then you have to make a decision is like, what are you going to be rooted in? And so we can grab a verse like John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so then you have to think about that and what that truly means. And then you jump into other parts of Scripture and you find ways that that is reinforced. And you begin to see a fuller picture of who Jesus is, not just by grabbing a verse, but by grabbing a whole idea of what Scripture is trying to teach us about who Jesus is. And so on this day where we get to celebrate people saying, I have chosen to follow Jesus, and then we baptize them in water, we get to pull out scriptures and understand what that symbolism means when we're baptizing them. We get to go to verses like Galatians 3, 26 through 28, which is actually what we read last week in our series that we concluded last week. And it says, for you are all children of God through faith in Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. 
And so on this day when we're highlighting what it means to follow Jesus and we're talking about the spiritual symbolism of being put into the water and then coming up different, like that's some incredible things that we get to jump into Scripture and we get to find ways that Scripture is connecting with our lives. But ultimately, the goal is that we would do this so that we would build our lives into Jesus. That the connection point is through scripture where we might feel this connection, but the work of salvation is through us saying, God, I choose to follow you and I believe in you. Romans 6, 1 through 4 even talks about it again. It says, well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. And so these two passages of scripture we just read highlight the importance of what we're celebrating in baptism today. That those who who will be baptized have said, I choose to follow Jesus, and it's like this symbolism. And it all happens for every of us, whether you've been baptized or not. But where we choose to really submit our lives to him, and in this act of baptism, it's just a symbol that says, you know what, I go down just like Jesus went into the grave, but then came back alive. And so that's what we're doing. When you're, bat- when you're choosing to walk in baptism, you're saying, you know what? My old life is gone and my new life is here. It's like putting on Christ, as Paul said in Galatians. It's coming up with a new life, as Paul said in Romans. And so there's this beautiful moment that we have today as we're talking about finding life verses and we're talking about connecting with Scripture. Ultimately, the whole thing is about following Jesus and becoming closer to him. And so today, our action point is that we would connect with Scripture. And so for you, maybe that means just chugging along in your practice of being in Scripture already. I want to just fan into flame that what's already inside of you. I want to encourage you to share how Scripture has impacted you. Maybe, maybe you've never thought about a life verse or finding a favorite verse that would help you through a moment in a season or just over the course of your life. We would love to hear that. We want to kind of add these things in our talks throughout the summer just to share different stories that are happening inside of our church. Maybe you've never memorized scripture and you want to know what it's like to have scripture like literally written on your heart. That it's the first thing that comes to mind when you're going through a trial. You know what? I'm going to, you're going to, you're going to say, I'm going to remember this first before I maybe act out in anger. Or maybe if I remember, if I memorize this verse that has meant so much to me, then I'm not going to first turn to anxiety or first turn to being worried, but I'm going to first trust in Jesus through this moment. And so finally, if you're here today and that you've never been baptized in water and you say, I am a follower of Jesus, I want to encourage you today, why not make today be the day to be baptized, to join in this act of symbolism that expresses your truth of wanting to follow Jesus. 
And so that's what we just want to offer today. We have people that already signed up that are going to get up when we pray. They're going to go get ready. We got some shirts and towels and all the supplies ready for you. But if you didn't come prepared, don't worry. We got stuff for you in the back. If this is what you want to do, we want to help you do it. And so you'll meet over there at the table once I say amen. And if you want to be baptized, we want to baptize you and we want to celebrate with you on this momentous occasion. We'll record it. We'll share it to you so you can share it with your friends who might not were able to be here. But that's what we want to do today is just highlight what it means to follow Jesus. And so I'm going to pray and then we will go and then we'll get ready to do this. We'll, we'll worship and then we'll go celebrate with those being baptized today. But God, we thank you for this moment. I thank you for each and every person, God, here that is choosing to be baptized today. I just thank you for that step of just going public with their faith of choosing to follow you. I pray, Lord, it's just a, an occasion where we all get to celebrate, to cheer, to laugh, maybe cry and shed some tears. God, whatever it is, God, I pray it's a great momentous occasion for all those that choose to do it. God, I pray for all of us, Lord, as we jump into scripture this summer in a time where summer is happening and we might be jumping into a vacation or a missions trip or we're going to be out of town or every which way being pulled aside god i pray lord that we would root ourselves in scripture that we would choose to daily come before you god and just say god what are you speaking to me what am i observing in the words that i'm reading what am i applying to my life god in a life of prayer, God, I just pray, Lord, that this would be something that would change the way we see you. God, I pray, Lord, that as we do this, we would get a fuller and greater picture of who you are. And in doing so, that we would have a fuller and greater way of following you in the way that we live our lives, God. Let the words that we read off these pages or off these screens really flow into the well of our heart. So we be able to draw upon it in our toughest moments. So we be able to drink of it in the moments where we're high and we may be tempted to forget who brought us there. May we constantly just draw upon your truth that can be found in your word, but may it just reinforce the life that we're already living with you through the power of your spirit, God. So we pray for this time today as we worship and we pray for those that are gonna be baptized says in your name. Amen. So why don't we all stand? We're going to worship together. Mandy's going to lead us in a song. And then if you've chosen to be baptized, you can go to the back. And if you're still thinking or wondering, you got like three or four minutes to keep pondering it, but you should just take a step now while other people are doing it and just get ready to be encouraged and excited to be a part of this moment. So let's all worship together.